Neon Sun, Episode 5, in which we discover the truth. and win a prize. Shoot the apple and win a prize. Everyone's a winner. Say, boy, why don't you come up here and take a try? Where am I? Why, you're in Kansas City, Kansas, boy. Best Kansas City there is. Say, why don't you step up right here and win a prize? You could win this cute little robot right here. I am a prize. A glimmering gem among cheap, stuffed giraffes and hippos. Please, kind sir, win me. Save me from wasting away beneath this harsh neon. There now, boy. Now why not win this cute little robot for that pretty lady there? What lady? I'm alone. Well, who's that you're with? My name is Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Nice to meet you. Oh, hey, Sarah. I didn't see you there. Don't you call me that. You call me 1301. Um, hey, look! A carousel! I love those things. You like mocking the slavery of horses? I don't know. I just like spinning. You are a child. I'll be sharpening my sword. Whatever. Whee! Melvin, what are you doing on that merry-go-round? Dad? I thought you were dead. I am dead, son. And this is how you honor the Henchek name? By spinning around on this inane wagon wheel? Well, I just... Son, I want you to get down off that horse and get back up on that horse. What do you mean? You know damn well what I mean. I understood perfectly. He's right, Melvin. Wake up. I said wake up. Wake up, Melvin. This is the attorney of news up to what? the Huh? Wakey, wakey. Eggs and bakey. Eyes are open, but head still shaky. Oh, hello, Chauncey. I didn't notice you'd turned on. Turned on who? I'm loyal to you, new woman. Like a dog to her master. Like a planet to her star. Like a bird of old to a crocodile's jaw. Like... Pause, honey. Good morning, Melvin. Here, I made us some coffee. It's real. Stanley had it smuggled up from Global One. Actually, a friend of mine grew it. Oh, thanks. I mean, good morning. But I thought nothing could grow yet on Global One. I thought everything they ate came from our growing stations. Melvin, those stations have been shut down for 20 years. They were never designed to last more than five. Don't you know anything about history? I'm getting a B minus. What have they told you? Well, that the um, survivors on Global One are rebuilding and we're helping them along, sending down what we can to help the, you know, the relief effort. And you believe that, Grem? Well, I... Wake up and smell the coffee. Listen, Melvin, every bite of food, drop of water, and breath of air you have ever consumed has come from Global One. That's not true. My mom grows tomatoes. Oh, really? How many plants does she have? Two? Three, and a basil plant. Three and a basil plant. Do you know how much food one person consumes in a year? No, but I get your point. Five tons, Melvin. 
why do you think they built the tentacles? To ship up all this stuff produced on the surface by an army of slaves. Were you, um... A slave? Is that what you were gonna ask me? I, I don't know. I was three when they came for me and my family. What did they do to you? They chipped us, Melvin. They cut our necks open and shoved computer chips into our brain stems and made us slaves. Does that answer your question? Look, Melvin, if you want to stay alive, you need to realize something. No matter what those culties have pumped into your pretty little head, we are in a war. Right now. And whether you like it or not, you just join the right side. You kidnapped me. My best friend died last night. Chuck died. And it was your fault. Chuck is in pieces. Like Humpty Dumpty. Or the Earth of old. Yet, there are no more horses. And if there be men, none yet exist that can put it all back together. I'm sorry about your friend. I liked him, but he made a stupid move and that's over now. I've lost a lot of close people in the past 24 hours too. My whole team, my sister, killed by security, just like Chuck. But right now we need to focus on the future of the human race, the whole thing. Do you know how many people are on Eternia right now? About two million. That's right. And do you know how many slaves are down there on one right now? No. Almost six million. Minus about 800 free rebels. That's most of us, Melvin. That's most of humanity. Do you understand? Enslaved. We need to stop this. That's why I came up here. I'm here to free the slaves. My mission is to find the central trip control and shut it down for good. And I'll succeed or die, with or without anyone's help. Now the time has come for you to make a decision. Are you in or are you out? If you fall in with the Belgristas, you'll be risking your life. But if you turn your back on us, I'd probably have to kill you. You can think about it while I make us some breakfast. Where's Stanley? He went to work. Where does he work? At the top of the pyramid city of Eternia, there is a monolithic structure about 10 stories high. It is commonly referred to as the brick. On the top floor of the brick, there is a large conference room, the meeting place of the Eternian High Council. The council consists of five members, each charged with overseeing a different aspect of Eternian life. At the head of the council sits boss Julius Cavanaugh, the owner of Eternia. A ruthless man, he considers himself charged by God as the savior of the human race. Gentlemen, I don't have to tell you what a difficult position we are in at the moment. But I believe if we pool our efforts and work together, we can yet triumph over this gathering storm of chaos. Pretty words, boss. But you might as well save them for your speeches. John Hawkeye, for example, is the head of security. He is charged with the policing of the residents of the space station, as well as controlling the slave population on the surface. It is a hard job, and he's a hard man. Every feature of his person is a perfect square, from his shoulders, to his chin, to the ends of his feet. Bottom line, I need more men down on the surface. 
Well, I'm sorry, John, but I can't spare the personnel. Our lost chip count broke 800 last week, and it climbs even now. Do you all realize what that means? We only have 2,000 men down there, just boys, really. Soon they could be overtaken, and that means bye-bye food, bye-bye air, bye-bye water. Oh, John, the eternal pessimist. James, why don't you fill us in on the latest production numbers? There is James Carter, head of production. He is charged with the operation of supply farms on Global One, as well as the inventory and distribution of the goods they produce, namely food, air, and water. He is a nervous man with perpetually moist palms. Well, sir, recovering from the recent wave of assassinations has been no easy task. Eight of our top slave masters are dead. Plus Stephen Henchick. I mean, Henchick was holding all the cards. He had the keys to the castle. We're aware of the situation, James. The numbers. Yes, of course. Our numbers are still well within margin. Soy supply at 20 tons surplus, water holding at around 50 million gallons, and air tanks are all holding at 300,000 pounds per square inch. Wonderful. You see, John, we still have some breathing room. Gerhard? Gerhard Goebbels, Secretary of Information, is charged with the collection and distribution of media from fiction to fact, most often a mixture of the two. We have a 75% approval rating overall, and 95% among people born on Eternia. 90% do not believe the resistance is real, and believe we are entirely self-sufficient. The remaining 10% opinions are scattered, but even most of those still believe that Extended Relief is a humanitarian program. If people find out what we're doing down there, we've got more trouble. John, quit your worrying and have a little faith in your good old boss Captain. Ah, Stanley. Glad you could join us. Sorry I'm late, boss. The final member of the council is named Stanley Kapowski, designer of Eternia and chief engineer. He is also currently housing two fugitives in a secret lair buried deep within a storage facility on the rim of the Eternian wagon wheel. Please, have a seat. We were just discussing production. What other subject is there? Oh, John, we could be discussing any number of topics. Art, politics, religion, the weather. Or perhaps women. Yes, Gerhard, that too is a compelling topic. Or should I say those are? Yes, each woman is an interesting topic all her own. Each one. One woman I hear about particularly strikes me. I've heard her called by a few names, although I believe her server name is Sarah1301. John, would you indulge me and give us a short synopsis of her dossier? Born around 2037, underground. Her parents were native survivors. May 11th, 2040, she was captured and chipped. Worked a little over 10 years at a soy farm on Site B. 2053, she's bumped offline by the resistance. Since then, we have one confirmed assassination, that of Stephen Henchek, and six more the evidence points to. All high-level slave masters. Last night, a group of rebels stowed away on a freight vessel using a code that came from somewhere upstairs. They were detected and ambushed upon arrival. 
Everyone was killed except for one, a woman. We think it's her. Since then, she's killed two security officers and taken a hostage, a boy named Melvin Hencheck. You mean Stevens boy? That's right. We think it was a coincidence, but we can't be sure. Thank you, John. And that brings me to my next question. Why is she not dead yet? We're working on it. Work harder. This is a priority, understood? Yes, sir. I also want this mole or leak, or however you want to put it, found and questioned thoroughly. This is also a priority. Is that understood? Yes, sir. And the boy, sir. Destroy him before he does any damage. Understood, sir. Thank you, gentlemen. That will be all. Green pastures. Stanley, you stay. I want to talk to you. Sure, boss. Sir, about the situation on the surface. John, I assure you I have things well in hand. Now, get back to work on your present duties and close the door on your way out. Now, Stanley, I have something very exciting to show you. I'm keeping the rest of them out of the loop on this because there's a traitor about and you're the only one I trust. Drink? No, thanks. You sure? It's the real stuff, Stanley. Kentucky bourbon from the land years. If you refuse, I might think you rude. All right then, boss. Very good. There you are. Here's to your health. Cheers. Now then, here's what I want to show you. What are these? Schematics? Can you tell what they depict? A new puppet chip. Smaller. But what's this? Target recognition? It's my little science project. A tribute to you, really. Based on your design. Much simpler, though. Once the program is activated, the subject has but two tasks. Search and destroy. You can upload as many as 300 potential targets. And better still, you can see here it has a remote delivery system. Looks like a dart gun. Yes, but the projectile is so small it's hardly noticed by the subject. Instant assassins. I want this prototyped and tested right away. This is our ace in the hole, Stanley. Understood. I'll get right on it. Discreetly. I can see you understand perfectly. Thank you, Stanley, for everything. Thank you, sir. We'll save humanity yet, Stanley. Yes, sir. Tune in for episode six, in which we spend a day with Stanley Kapowski. Thank you.